0: With the latest sporting news from Kilkenny, Carlo and around the country, this is Gorline. Okay,
1: and you're very welcome to Friday Night Scoreline with myself, Eddie Scalley, and we are all set for a really busy weekend of sport across Kilkenny and Carlow and even further afield. But here, I'm here until seven o'clock this evening and we're going to be looking ahead to a lot of sporting action. We have the Irish Grand National to look forward to this Easter Bank Holiday Monday. I'll be chatting to Peter O of Fairy House Racecourse and we'll be giving away a pair of tickets as well for the uh, Fairy House Grand National. All you've got to do is text into us in which county in Ireland is Fairy House. So text your answer and your name to OA Three, three zero six nine six nine six. that's oh eight three I'll be catching up with the lads from Kilkenny Rugby who are looking forward to the Towns Cup final this weekend as well on Easter Sunday against Ashbourne and we'll be talking to the lads in Carlow as well ahead of the first round of the McDonough Cup where Carlow will be playing away to meet and that game as well is live on KCR. but first I'm catching up with my good friend Adrian Ronnie Ronan Ronnie the Leinster Championship starts this weekend you must be very excited yeah like most
2: people and now that the weather is Changing for um, the better. It's uh, feeling a little bit more like summer in Championship hurling. It didn't seem like that two weeks ago, but um, with the weather we have this evening, it's uh, looking forward to it now. Because as, as we all know, it's Championship, and we we familiarise ourselves with Championship and summer weather. But um, the fact that the weather is changing today and Championship hurling is starting so intriguing matches. So it is great, great for all GA followers.
1: Yeah, and the, the first game up for the weekend, you know, Ronnie, the, the, the first game that we're going to talk about, obviously, is the Kilkenny Westmead match. But Brian Cody's after naming an extremely strong side, I think.
2: Yeah, and uh, one of the factors, or a variable factor, that some people might forget, and I had forgotten about until a good friend of mine reminded me, Tommy West well, during the week, uh, this might come down to scoring averages. So the day of going up to play a match and just uh, fulfilling the fixtures out. So that's not good for the weaker teams. Everyone has to go out and uh, obviously play to their ability but obviously try and put up the best score they can get because as we know Galway got caught two years ago in the Leinster Championship if I'm not mistaken on scoring averages and lost out so that's a big factor in the fact that Kikenni played a a strong team because as we said the scoring averages does come into play in the Leinster Championship and as we know it's so tight Uh, we all believe that there is probably you know three or four teams looking for three spots and um, that's no disrespect to the other teams but that's what the bookies and the favourites and the, the punters think so then that means it's it's, it's going to be uh, tough games for some of the weaker teams uh, possibly that teams have to put up big scores so that's why Kilkenny have picked a strong team and a familiar, a familiar team no huge surprises I suppose maybe the only loser here in this particular case is Killian Buckley who had a very good league but then as we know and as I've commented on a few occasions uh, about the depth of the Kilkenny panel people talk about the depth of the water for panel in particular and About how important the panel is, I think if you go down to the t- Kenny Twenty Six, and that's before every leave off. Um, two that I can think of off the top of my head: no Richie Hogan, no Conor Fogarty. We having a very we have a very strong panel ourselves.
1: Yeah, like I was looking at the team the other day um, when it was announced, and like just a few of the names because I want to just have a chat with you just about a couple yeah. of them. Obviously, you know, owning the goal is is nailed on. He's probably the best goalkeeper in the country. But like just looking at league form. Like Mikey Butler, a cornerback, like he's had a brilliant league campaign.
2: Yeah, and again Mikey was un- unfortunate he was injured uh two years ago, done a nasty cruciate ligament injury and only came back for the back end of last year's championship with COVID. Uh we're all um I sort suppose of mixed up with what time we had. But he was knocking around Kenny Minor under twenty one teams, of course he was, and was very good and had a very, very good uh championship with O'Loughlin last year in particular and only for the injury the previous year would also. So he's been on the radar to be fair. The only thing I suppose people might have been a small bit negative towards Mikey was the fact that he wasn't your typical Kilkenny back. He's not big and strong. He's more small and, but, um, and elusive. But if we go back through the history of Kilkenny, we had great little cornerbacks, Van Larkin, uh, Eddie O'Connor, Mikey Kavanagh. You know, with, they weren't the biggest of men, but um, Mikey Butler's in that mould. And uh, he's small, but he's tigerish. And he's had a great opening four months in his Kilkenny senior career
1: yeah no fingers crossed that Mikey can keep it going because he, I, I, I was genuinely so impressed with him and I was very impressed with him for Lachlan Gales as well in the county final Um, David Blanchfield at wing back um, he's another player that's after absolutely roaring onto the scene
2: yeah and again under radar being on Kearden's teams and been on the Venice Bridge teams and probably under the radar because a little bit because at the, of the last two or three years there was a number of Venice Bridge players maybe in the higher up the pecking order but he's as I said, coming good, dedicated, comes from a very good family background. As we said, Dean Blanchfield, and again has had an excellent league. And again, no huge surprise, you know, because he took his chances. It was the surprises. It was that these guys made me weren't brought in sooner, but because of COVID, the last two years they didn't get the opportunity. They've got a, a, a proper lead-in time now in a league and in a scenario where they, they you know, where they, I suppose that the team and the competition that they're playing against the intensity is at a certain level but it goes up another notch now the weekend and it goes up another notch the next two months hopefully and, and this is where lads will be tested as we all know many in that for Kenny hurled in the league and may not have survived the championship so look these guys have to still prove themselves it's still championship hurling there's a massive difference between league and championship so we wish them the best of luck. but they've been two excellent finds along with Keane Kenny in the middle of the field of course
1: and he was the next one I was going to go to yeah. because I've just like I've I've really loved watching him play in the league this year. He's just playing with such freedom, and he's he's a he's a massive workhorse. He's just a brilliant hurler.
2: Yeah, and again he brings this uh, difference to Kilkenny. He's more. We go back in time. He's more of a chat, He's more of a link player. Um, had an excellent last two years with James Stevens. Had a very good two years, as I said, with the village. but during the COVID times he excelled, great link man has that little arrogance or abrasiveness or cockiness or bowlness, whatever you want to put into those adjectives and does no, he has a huge skill level to be fair, and a great brain. But he brings that just little bit different to Kilkenny team. Great link player, as I said. And again, taking his opportunity, some people might have thought this guy might have been able to take his opportunity. He's taking his opportunity with two hands and another brilliant find for Kilkenny. And again we needed to do that. We needed to find two or three players. And if you go back on last year's Kilkenny team that played against Cork and Ireland semi-final that got beaten we needed to bring in a number of players and we brought in four or five new players and obviously Butler as you mentioned Blanchfield and Keane Kenny are three obvious lads that we have brought in that have made a huge difference to the Kilkenny team and not forgetting to be fair to him Mikey Carey has had brilliant league as well and Mikey was you know, on the periphery of the panel during last COVID we'd say who didn't make the team for the uh, All-Ireland semi-final against Cork so when you look back on the Kilkenny team now and, and in, in six months it has Evolved, and we brought in different types of players. Players of of particular pace: Blanchfield, Mikey, Kenny, and 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 Mikey Carey. Four have great pace, and that's obviously a huge plus for Kenny um, and Brian Cody. And maybe an area where we might have maybe thought we needed to improve on, and obviously that's what they've done.
1: And and Porik Welsh moving into the forwards, like. We know what he gives us in the backs. He's been he's been brilliant for Kilkenny there. Like he's, he's I heard someone saying the other day that the Welshes they could literally just hurl anywhere. Like if you put them in goal, they'll probably be good there too. You know they'll just do whatever you want. But Parick's been very good in the in the in the half forward, and he's been he's been excellent really.
2: Yeah, and that's no surprise. Uh, again, he's been excellent with his club, and again the Welshes can play everywhere and anywhere. But to tell you at home, and the welshers are probably uh, Shane is better than Parick, and Shane is number number twenty six. That's how good the Welshes are, and um, so again. Horik that's no surprise. and Again, I sounds like a name dropper, but I am. Possibly, I met a good friend of mine, Lee Sheedy at a Camogie match at the very beginning of the year. One of the question, he said to me, "What? What's, what do you think again?" I said, "There's one move, Kenny, have made." I said, and I think Parry Welsh's move, and I think that move in particular—that's the move for Kenny this year. That's the one. You know, a lot of people during the winter, said, ah, we're this and we're that. We're not going to be. We're not this. And we're not that. Now, all of a sudden, finding three or four new players, making that positional change with Parry Welsh. That's obviously after bringing huge, I suppose, enthusiasm into the Kenny, huge energy to the Kenny team, and I suppose huge hope. And all of a sudden, we've had a good league. We're not getting carried away. We've had a good league, a very good league, and now we can look forward to Championship, and we can now join the conversations that people are, are having in, in recent times, because we weren't in that conversation pre-Christmas. We were in the conversation of, ah, you'll be grand, or you're in uh, transition. Now, all of a sudden, we're not in that conversation. We're in the conversation of, Hmm. Whoever's going to ha- win in Ireland is going to meet Kilkenny, and they're going to have trouble. And Kilkenny will cause trouble for any team along the along the championship route.
1: Yeah, like like the the biggest thing for me, Ronnie, when I looked at the the Kilkenny team was the subs bench. And like you know, like last year against Cork in the All Ireland semi final, you kind of felt that Kilkenny gassed out a little bit. You know the type of way you. I don't know if I was the only person that thought it, but when it went extra time, you just felt Cork were going to win this game because. No disrespect to the team last year, but you didn't. You know the subs bench to me weren't putting the pressure on the first team like the, like like right now. When I look at the subs bench, that's after my name for the weekend: Delaney, Darren Mullen, Derek Harker, and Richie Reid, Mark Connor Brown, Killian Buckley, TJ Reid, John Donnelly, Shane Watch. Like that's the strongest subs bench you're going to find in Ireland.
2: Yeah, well, look again. Some of them were there last year. To be fair, and again. You know, we forgot to mention maybe the, the, the rejuvenation of Wally, you know, Walter Welsh. I mean, again, COVID has affected a lot of lads in different ways and teams and whatever. And whatever. And again, I'm an advocate of maybe facilities on a local basis because we played... Um, for Kenny, we're not wonderful for our facilities, as I said. You go down to uh, Limerick to have UL, you go down to Cork to have UCC, you go to Galway to have... You, um, UCG Dublin to have all these facilities and I'm not blaming the facilities but it is a factor during those Covid times using facilities and having the facilities and Kilkenny just as I said they're now coming at a, uh, at a time where they've found those you players and the rejuvenation of Dwally Paulie Quench up to Vax even, even Killian Buckley and then on the back of Hale having another tremendous year and now, as I said, we're, 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 we're going in with more hope than we did pre-Christmas. Uh, we're, we're a very clever bunch in Kilianni. We're not silly to think that we're going to be talking about winning all errands. But we're, as I said, we're in a conversation now where um, we're definitely up there now with the best of them. You know, and again, you just go back on the league performance, just alone, just the league. And you'd listen to all the punters and the experts. And, and I'm a great friend of Liam Cal as well. We soldiered together in the past but like Watford are up there now and they're being talked about the team to beat Limerick but no one has given Kilkenny any credit for beating Watford in the park in the league uh, quarterfinal the final round of the league yeah they'll say Kilkenny didn't Watford didn't need to win it but Waterford were short two or three but Kilkenny were short three or four that same day so I think when you look back on the league so far Linkal came up to beat Kilkenny and Waterford came up to beat Kilkenny it's not often Watford get a chance to beat Kilkenny and they didn't do it so that means for me personally in my opinion That means we're not too bad and we are um, in a position, hopefully, to challenge for honours. And I know it's very difficult to come out of Leinster, but we're certainly in a stronger position than we were pre-Christmas.
1: No, I I couldn't agree more with that, Ronnie. So we're we're both agreeing that it'll be nothing other than a comfortable win for, for, for Kilkenny on Saturday?
2: Yeah, uh, look and that's no disrespect to anybody in Westmead or Westmead hurling, but look that's just the, the draw we got it's a perfect draw for Kilkenny opening round as I said unfortunately for Westmead Kilkenny and you know, all the teams need to win as many matches as they can Score and averages come into play so I, I I expect a tough afternoon or a tough evening up in uh, Mullingar tomorrow for Westmead not but a Kilkenny win yeah.
1: We'll switch your attention to one of the other games that's going on in Leinster tomorrow of course and that is Wexford versus Galway down in the park it's Henry Sheflin's you know, first proper test as a Galway manager. I'm sure the Galway people are hungry enough. Like Wexford's not a simple place to go, but I think the people of Galway will be expecting Henry to come away from Galway from Wexford with two points.
2: Yeah, the expectation will be that Galway um should win and will win by from the Galway public. The Galway public with this group of players have huge expectations. But they're going through a huge change. And unfortunately Henry as as we said has arrived during that transition time because there is a certain amount of transition and particularly with Canning gone, he's their talisman. he's been their main man, he's their TJ Reid and no different from any team. when you lose your main man, you look at, we go back to the soccer now, you look at Barcelona when Messi is good as a Barcelona where when Messi's gone to fall, fall asunder and Galway are in that position, they're at a, uh, in a position where Canning has been their tallies man so there is a huge amount of pressure on Henry and uh, Richie O'Neill to go down there and get a result and as anyone knows, uh, in Wexford uh, or any other team is going down playing Wexford in, in in Wexford park you're sure of a wind you're sure of a crowd you're sure of a huge uh, battle and then you're not sure of what, what kind of result you're going to get so it's a massive massive game in the in this championship for both teams and it's a massive change uh, match for Galway and again most teams in the championship, will all put down with the best, best intentions to win their home games. It's when you travel that's the game. Where can I pick up the two points when I travel? What venue or where what patch? And Galway, will have Limerick, this one is the one that when they travel, this is the one that can start their season. And this could define their season. Lose this, and then the, the you know the doubters come into 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 start talking. I suppose. And the one thing to be fair to Galway. And probably the huge worry for Wexford, what Wexford team is going to turn up? Is it the Wexford team that played the first four or five rounds of the league and were unbeaten and looked hugely impressive? Or is it the Wexford team that fell us under the last day? And That's the question, I suppose, Barry Egan. and the worry he might have going into Wexford Park. Galway are going to come all guns blazing. Which Wexford are going to turn up? If the Wexford that we always know turn up down in Wexford Park and a huge crowd of Wexford people shouting for Wexford, then we're in for a race. Right. We're in for a right match at the weekend. Everyone's talking about the Munster matches and how good and entertaining they're going to be. I think the Galway-Wexford game in Wexford Park tomorrow, even at half-hour, is going to be the game of the weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, but there's kind of two things I would say, Ronnie, and you kind of touched on it at the start. It's if you lose the game, the first game tomorrow, Galway-Wexford, whichever one of them lose, are straight away under pressure. They could be going out this championship very early because I think two defeats in Leinster and it's now not in your hands anymore. That's how... Galway got yes. knocked out. I remember Wexford and Kilkenny drew in Wexford Park. Dublin beat Galway and Galway went from top of the group and assured the Leinster final to being gone out of the championship. So I think that's a big one. And the other thing I would ask Ronnie, you know, it's probably something you haven't experienced at county level very often, but Waterford absolutely obliterated. And I mean obliterated Wexford as you know, you were there. Like they, they really gave them an awful trimming. Like is it going to be easy for Darry Egan to get these lads to lift their teeth back up off the ground and go again?
2: Well, I think to be fair to Wexford, uh, uh, and the one thing about Wexford hurlers and Wexford hurlers, they've always delivered when when, when sometimes their back is to the wall, to be fair to them. And oftentimes then they falter faltered when you just when you expect them to go back in the last two years in the Championships when you expected Wexford to move on, they didn't. And when you're speaking when you're topping down Wexford that's the time they'll they'll come back and that's the time they'll put in a huge performance. And then, when you're talking Wexford up, that's the time they'll let you down. So, again, that's the worry. People are talking down Wexford at the minute, particularly after the last game. They're coming in under the radar a little because now people are saying, ah, maybe Wexford, me included, maybe Wexford are not as good as we thought. And everyone then is wondering what kind of a Galway team is. By all the accounts, Galway friend has went well, talking and listening to Henry and, and Richie. They're very happy over the last five weeks. They've they've found what they think and they believe is the right balance. They've weeded out the lads that are the nesters. And they're coming down having not a, a league that they probably performance-wise that they like, but they were up there to find out who, I suppose, in Wexford, who in Galway is going to be ready for championship. And they believe on the team they've picked that the team that's, that's going to go tomorrow against Wexford is the team to do that. The only thing, I suppose, in their, in I suppose, the worry is, as I said, is just the, the loss of Canning. You, know, you can't underestimate the contribution he's made over the years. And I suppose that's just, he's pulled them out of the fire so often when they're in trouble. And as I said, Wexford Park, ask any county, ask any hurler, ask any team, ask any manager. You'll know when you come out of Wexford Park with a win. It's not easy.
1: Are you going to go with a, a Galway win, but by a short amount of scores, like a low win, one or two point yeah. win?
2: I'm trying again I'm trying to gauge it and the farm has been reasonably good uh, uh, in recent times but I'm going to go for a narrow goal and just on the base that I think maybe just maybe Wexford I think they have a little bit of doubt that they're after having an opening as I said five brilliant uh, league games and then fought for that at the end when it mattered most they wanted to win the league as well as Waterford wanted to win it and I think that doubt might be just in their back of their mind and then they have a tough match after that against Dublin so this match is massive to Wexford uh, Galway do have to play Westmeat after this so they probably have an easier bounce but a narrow win for Galway after a huge battle
1: And then we'll just touch on Munster very quickly Ronnie um, Limerick-Cork Cork had a decent league campaign a bit of disappointing in the final Limerick had a disaster of a league campaign not don't know if they even turned up um, Are Limerick going to just hit the switch and beat Cork?
2: I don't think they easy just hit the switch and do that um, Playing in Parky Keeve the home crowd, the last match in, uh, for Cork hurlers this year they don't have any other home game because obviously Ed Sheer is making his debut in Parky he maybe not making his debut but um, I think maybe just maybe Cork might just have as I said they've had a disappointing final league game and the Rebels as we know them are a proud bunch of players and I just think maybe just maybe Limerick yes of course everyone is back in Limerick of course they take Limerick to turn on the switch and and, and drive on and they probably will but just for pure awkwardness and just for pure uh, I suppose, enjoying the underdog, I'm just going to go for a Cork victory here because I think there's a bounce in Cork. I think Cork have been so disappointed in the end against Waterford and I think there's, just in front of their home crowd, uh, last championship game, as I said, Parky Key Full House, 40,000 tomorrow. Go on the Rebels, I think, by
1: Maren Well, I hope, I hope you're right on that one. And then the last one I'm going to ask you about is Tip versus Waterford, Ronnie. Um, I don't know from <laughs> what I'm looking at, I can see nothing other than a comfortable Waterford win, but I'm sure it's not that simple.
2: Yeah, and that's the one, I suppose, that's the one match, I suppose, where most people, I suppose, expect Waterford to win comfortably. And look, our neighbours, that's the one time Tipperary, I mean, even Tipperary are talking themselves down and that's, I think, a dangerous... There's a lot of good young hurlers in Tipperary. Uh, there's a lot of good young lads. But look, the loss of Parik Maher and Seamus Callan. if they were going down with Parigmar Maher and Seamus Callan and then taking on Waterford, then it's a different story. But I think the loss of those two tallies meant they're massive losses, and Watford are on a huge buzz, and as we said, a great panel. Cal and Bevan have them in a great order. They're getting some bounce out of them. It can't but be a Watford win. Um, so yeah, I'm expecting a Watford win, but it's a dangerous one for, for, for Watford, but they'd have to be switched on. But look, Cal, Eamon, and and and, and, and Mickey Bevan have them in a great place, I think, and yeah, it's, you couldn't but uh, have a, a Watford victory. And reasonably comfortable I think too, unfortunately for the tip bice. It just it's a tough ask for those young lads. Yes, there's a balance, but look, the the loss of Callan and Parrignar are too huge, I think.
1: No, I'd have to agree with you on that. Ronnie, thanks a million as always for taking the call this evening and and, and going through the end games us. I'm sure you'll you'll enjoy the fair of hurling that we're going to be treated all over the weekend. Yeah, great stuff Thanks, Eddie. Good man. Cheers, thanks a million. That is of course Adrian Ronnie Ronan there bringing you up to date there and Ronnie's predictions of a Golo win, a cork win and a Waterford win and of course the Kilkenny win. And you're very welcome back to Scoreline on a Friday. That was, of course, the hurling we'll come back to in a little bit. We'll be talking about Carlos' Joe McDonough Cup. But before that, Kilkenny Rugby Club have a very exciting week ahead of them. They're in the Towns Cup final where they'll be taking on Ashbourne. And I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Head Coach Steve Ashmore and PRO James Blanchfield. Good evening, lads. Good evening, Eddie. How are you? I'm very good. Um, Steve, I'll go to you first, I suppose. It's uh, really exciting. You know, we're only 48 hours out from it. Um, how are we looking with team-wise, everything going to plan?
3: Yeah, with well, preparations have been good the last couple of weeks now, so lads have been training well. We have our final team run and meeting tonight, uh, so fingers crossed everyone gets through that. And then it's just a case of just uh, looking forward to Sunday and uh, just waiting for it to come around. Yeah? We're, we're, we're in a good place and uh, just looking forward to kick-off now.
1: You've had a, you've had a really challenging year with injuries. Um, I know I was looking at some of the results earlier in the season and it was, you know, it was worrying times for a while there for Kilkenny, but, um, when I kind of dove into it a little bit more, um, like the, when I seen the list of injuries that you had to contend with, in particular in November, December, kind of that time of the year and into early January, um, that must have been a real challenge for you all. Yeah, it
3: was a difficult league, I suppose. Um, you, you know, and in saying that though, there's a couple of games that could have gone. You know, we lost. I think we lost six games by by less than less than a score, less than seven points. So, you know, if you come out come out the other side on on three or four of them, it's a very different a very different year. So, yeah, well, we did struggle with injuries. There were a couple of games there we probably probably let slip. But uh, yeah, look, we have a small squad. We don't have the biggest squad in the league, and you know, so injuries probably affect us more than maybe some of the other clubs. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was frustrating, but it's it's difficult. That one that Leinster League one a is a very competitive league. You know, you're up against. Uh, you're up against some Dublin clubs there with massive squads and massive resources, and uh, you know it's it's difficult to stick with them. And then when you do get a few injuries, it makes it even more difficult. But look, um, you know, to be fair to the lads, they didn't panic. Uh, the players we we regrouped well towards the end of the year, and we secured our secured our one A status for next year as well, which is a great achievement, really.
1: One hundred percent, it is indeed. And like one of your wins at the at the tail end of the season was a was a good win against Ashbourne, like. You know, I'm sure you wouldn't allow complacency set into your squads or whatnot, but when you, when you when you do take a team that you're playing in a Towns Cup final, you know, you've beaten them in the last eight weeks. Does that come into any of the setups or any of the game plans or what way does that work in your own mindset?
3: Uh, not really. Like, I suppose, look, we played Ashburn twice in the league. Uh, they, beat, they beat us up in Ashburn uh, narrowly. We were probably missing a couple, two or three that day. They came down to Kenny. We beat them reasonably comfortably. Kenny, they were missing quite a few that day. So look, I wouldn't. You know, the league form. I don't think it's going to have a factor tomorrow. I suppose. Look, you know, over the years we 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 played Ashburn several times in cup and league, and we know them very well. Uh, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be factoring in the two league results into into Sunday's game. I think it's going to be definitely a standalone fixture. Um, you know, and uh, you know it'll be on the day. It'll be decided. I don't think it, 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 that what happened in the season isn't going to have any bearing on on Sunday's game. You know.
1: And the pitch as well, the weather conditions. I know you've no control over things like weather, but it it is looking like the weather is going to be quite mild, which you know might suit a running game or might suit the backs a bit more. I know anyone that I've spoken to has told me that Ashburn's front row in particular is 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 a formidable force. Apparently they're you know a very strong unit. You, you know, is that one of the key battles that you're going to be looking at on 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 Sunday, taking them on in the scrum?
3: Yeah, I think so. Look, I think if you look at the strengths of both teams, I think we probably have the edge behind the scrum. And uh, I'm not going to say they have the edge up front, but they certainly that'll be that'll be where they'll see uh, they're going to get their change from. So, yeah, I think, you know, the weather comes into it. I think a dry day is going to kind of suit us uh, a little bit more. And you'd like to think if the game opens up, we would have the edge. Uh, if the game gets a bit loose and it gets a bit open, we would, we would be the team that probably has a bit more rugby, uh, attacking rugby in us. But, look, it's a final... You know the the chance the finals turn into loose, fast flowing games are probably slim. So, look while that's the case, we're certainly aware that it, we will probably have to dig this one out. It's probably not going to open up too much, but yeah, I'd imagine uh, a, a decent day, decent weather, should certainly uh, should certainly suit us a little more. I'd imagine. Uh,
1: hopefully, uh, we'll be all keeping our fingers crossed, Steve, that it will suit you uh, a, a lot more on the day. And James, just just from a club perspective for Kilkenny um, you know the Towns Cup. You know, for anyone that doesn't understand rugby or doesn't know it, it's it's the oldest trophy in Irish rugby. I think it's probably you know it's one of the oldest around, but it's definitely the oldest in Irish rugby. But like what does it mean for you as a club to be back in a in a in a towns cup final and?
4: I mean, it's, it's huge. It's, <coughs> excuse me, it's huge um, for the club and like I mean when you look around the south east and you see the envy that's coming and good envy that's coming from Carlos and Tullos and New Rosses and all these clubs, Wicklow that are sending us well wishes, kinda of saying it they'd love us if it was them. You know, it's it's just that kind of tournament where 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 people come out of the woodwork that you don't see in the clubs from one end of the year to the next. But when cup rugby comes on, you kind of see when you win your first round match, there's a bigger crowd in the next game and next game and the next game and the next game. It's it, it's a fantastic tournament, and um, it's it's like it's it's old school knockout championship rugby, and um, you know I've been I've been fortunate enough to see Kilkenny win two towns cups in two thousand and one and two thousand and two and. I will never, for as long as I live, for forget the party that happened after it, and when the final whistle went, I never forget Dave Matthews or Dave McMahon's penalty up in Carlow when in two thousand and one when he knocked it over the bar from against the wind, against the hill in Carlow from an awkward angle to give us the win. Never forget Simon Manuel's speech after it. It's little things like that that make the Towns Cup special for everybody, you know. And yeah, um, like probably looking at Facebook during the week like we've been reminiscing on, on previous Cup winning teams but for me the '86 winning team like there's legends on that that you will still see 90% of them in the club here or 90% of them up in up in Keldara this Sunday and they're just they're going to be driving these guys on you know um, the 2001-2002 team and kind of even, even, even from I suppose a losing perspective, um, not to bring it up, Stephen, but two fourteen and fifteen, unfortunately, no two two years where we had the cup within our grasp. You know, and there's a huge cohort of that team that are still involved here today, and uh, kind of even Steve himself was, was was head coach back then. Dave O'Connor, Pudge Mann, Wes Carter, Joe Manuels, Martin Lally, and you know these guys want a Towns Cup medal I'd say they'll sleep easy when they have that one in their in their back pocket you, you know
1: And I suppose James you, you've opened the door so I may I may have run straight in through it here Steve like this is your I think your third Towns Cup final with Kilkenny you've been beaten in two obviously you're hoping and praying that it's going to be third time lucky
3: absolutely yeah Third time lucky has a nice ring to it, but uh, yeah, look, you know, I suppose with the two we lost in in 14 and 15, we were probably, we certainly should have should have won one, and we probably could have won the second, you know. Uh, but certainly the one in twenty fourteen, we you know, look, we did everything but win that game. Twenty fifteen, then it was nip and tuck, and and Escorty got the got the edge on us uh, by a point nine eight. But like you know, that was a fine and Escorty team have since gone up to the All Ireland League. Um, so yeah, look, third time lucky, hopefully, but. There's, you know, there's nothing going to be handed to us. We're going to have to earn it. Um, whether it's our third time in a final is irrelevant. Ashburn won't be considering that. So, look, we're under no illusions. We have to go out there and we have to earn it on Sunday. It's not going to be, you know, there's no one going to be handing out medals just because it's our third final or whatever like that. So, um, you know, we're just focused on it, treating it as, an, as a single game in, 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 on its own right rather than sort of looking back to 14 and 15, you know.
1: No, and it's the only way to to be looking at it Steve James just to leave the final word with yourself you're expecting a big travelling support heading up to Kildare on Sunday I'm sure
4: we are and it's looking that way everyone I'm talking to everyone we're seeing is travelling up uh, driving up getting buses up there are buses leaving as well leaving the club at one o'clock on Sunday Um, contact Vinnie O'Shea to book your seat on that but there's going to be loads of lifts up there yeah, there's as you said, the uh, weather's going to be fine. It is Easter Sunday. It mightn't suit everybody, but anybody who has any any little bit of uh, affinity to Kenny rugby club or doesn't even support rugby, just wants a good day out and get involved, Come up to Kildare on Sunday and, and cheer on the lads. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully they won't be disappointed. I don't think they will be disappointed going home.
1: No, I don't think they will either. And I just want to leave it with that. Just wishing you both the very, very best of luck on Sunday. It does suit everybody lovely if you do win that. It's a bank holiday weekend, and we can all go out and celebrate it properly.
4: <laughs> Indeed, like, like the 2001 Towns Cup was a bank holiday weekend as well. We won that, so fingers crossed. It'll be, uh, it'll it, it, history will repeat itself.
1: No, fingers crossed it's a good omen. The very best of luck, Steve, and the very best of luck, James.
4: Thanks, Eddie. Eddie. Cheers.
1: Cheers. That is, of course, Steve Ashmore and James Blanfield of Kilkenny Rugby Club, and we wish them the very, very best of luck in this weekend's Provincial Towns Cup Final. That game is going to be live on KCLR as well, and I'm going to take a quick ad break right there.
0: First for sport, on and off the pitch. Scoreline on KCLR.
1: Now we switch our attention back to Hurling and this weekend is the start of course of the Joe McDonough Cup and Carlo will be out away to Mead in the first round and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Pat Murphy one of the Carlo Hurling selectors Pat, good evening Good evening Pat, we're into the Championship time he was chatting to Ronnie earlier on you know the weather's getting a bit better the longer evenings and of course the Joe McDonough Cup gets underway um, and you're up in Mead for the first round of it you know it was a tough battle against Mead in the league
5: Yeah it was very tough um and the games away from home are generally tend to be you know, the the home team have that little bit of an advantage on you but having said that now preparations have gone well and um, uh, we have a full fitness bill of health so we're very much looking forward to it summertime Hurland everyone looks forward to the championship so um, yeah everyone's really uh, hopefully up for it now as you say we were very close match last day meet were um, very competitive and we expect no different tomorrow so what we're hoping for is everyone to perform and Ultimately, it's uh, how we'll perform tomorrow will uh, uh, gain us a success if we're to get there, and
1: hopefully we will. Yeah, because, like, I, I was watching you during the league as well, um, Pat, and, you know, if you look at the games, the, the down game, desperately unlucky to lose that game, the game against Westmead, I thought it was a very close game for, lo- for a long period of that, and even the Curry game, like, the, and sorry, the Kildare game was a draw as well, and then. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. It's just the league
5: match, we, 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 we. we best performance of the year was the West meat match uh, young fellas in particular just stood up to them come up to the mark but uh, yeah there was it was very really cl- very close margins and uh, it was tight and uh, i suppose look at um, sometimes we give away the odd free and uh, and maybe yeah so we're after hopefully we're after t- a couple of looking at a couple of aspects that we've first touched in particular as well that we needed to work on and ball to hand really getting that in order and lots lots of things that we had to work on so um yeah um, there were very close margins as you say and a little thing a little thing and it would have been a very different like uh, league campaign for us But
1: well, this is it like I mean you know we all got to see Westmead against Down as well and you know Westmead um, really did put down to the sword in, in, in that league final as well so we know how yeah. strong that Westmead team is but just looking at at your own side you're saying we're going in there with a full clean bill of health you've you know I know we had a bit of I don't know if you reminded Marty or what was happening during the year. Earlier in the year, he was in and out a little bit. I assume everything is 100% with Marty and, and obviously Chris Nolan as well.
5: Yeah, everything, everything is 100%. So I'm all, already uh, supposed to, to hit the ground running, we hope. Well, and um, look, um, we're just really looking forward to it. Yeah, all the boys right across the board and all the young fellas. We had a couple of hamstring in, injuries there as well. Um, Scott Tracy and uh, <clears throat> John Dyle at the Hamstring and... Uh, uh, then and Gary Lawler also. So all of them are back now and uh but, like you know they missed a bit of, they missed a bit of preparation time. So they're in the squad and but it's great to have lads back and uh, fighting for, for position. Um yeah, I suppose uh, you, you mentioned the meet down match uh uh sorry the West meet match they they put down to the sword with goals and like um while you don't we can't be no one can force goals, I suppose goals are an important uh, element in uh, there was definitely an important element in, in their win that day in putting them to the sword. So Look, at, um, I, I think, uh, yeah, we, I suppose it's just creating, creating, creating the chances, and that goals won't come unless you create the chances properly and you get the, you know, running, running off the ball, and, and uh, plenty of support play. So, uh, hopefully, you know, there might be one or two in it for us tomorrow.
1: Um, before I let you go, Pat, it's it's just the format for the Joe McDonough Cup. Um, it's not too on similar to the Leinster Championship there, but I think it's five matches in seven weeks. Um, for for yeah, for a, for a county guess. like Carlo, like you're going to be so reliant on recovery for your players, you know, because you don't have yeah. a massive squad. Is there any plan in place there, or what are you thinking?
5: Well, sorry, there all
1: right?
5: <laughs> we let but, that right by you. you. <laughs> but um, the uh, yeah, the plan, I suppose, really, yeah, we've looked at that, and I suppose do we? I suppose we could break it into two phases, where we have a break after the third match, we have two weeks off there. So that, that still there will be the last two matches for us then, um, and I suppose like you know realistically we'll be looking at trying to get uh, you know wins in, in the first phase. I suppose the win in the first day would be an important for us. Right, it's not the end all and be all because of over the five matches, but like uh, really to get the get up for confidence point of view and get up and running well, uh, we'll be looking like strongly going up to win tomorrow. So hopefully like you know all things all, all things working out for us. We can do that, and hopefully the boys will perform. Uh, but as I say, it's very, it's very tight. But that's the way hurling has gone, and we're starting off in April here. So, um, but the weather is up; and it's a beautiful evening here, and so we're hoping for the same tomorrow. Now, and to be brilliant, and uh, everyone looks forward to championship hurling, and uh, everyone, everywhere I think uh, the whole squad are ready for it, and uh, uh, looking forward to tomorrow. So we're really hoping for performance tomorrow, and then they really, if we can get the win tomorrow that will kickstart uh, hopefully the uh, you know the Joe
1: McDonough uh, proper for us well fingers crossed Pat the game of course is live on KCNR and from everybody here in the studio we would wish you the very very best of luck tomorrow we hope it all goes your way tomorrow thanks very much thanks for that and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by my good friend Racing Pundit for Racing TV Mr Kevin o'ryan Kevin uh, the furious Grand National this Easter Monday something exciting to look forward to
0: ah yes I was a uh, cracking uh, cracking race Eddie and uh, it's, uh, it's, i tell you what, it's wide open this year. Obviously, Galliard de Manil of, uh, Willie's, he could be the class horse in it. Willie's only two runners in it. I think Gordon has got, has he got ten horses in it this year? Ten or twelve? But Willie obviously is the top weight in Frank at the port as well and uh, he might just struggle, and might just struggle to get home, but Gallardo is obviously uh, very interesting indeed. He's the class horse in the race. He's a dual grade one winner last year. I think to be fair, he, it's fair to say he's been disappointing since he's gone jumping fences, but he could be off a very workable handicap mark, and remember he won two grade ones over hurdles last year. So obviously he's got a big player. Of the rest of them, obviously Max Flamingo, he won an ordinary race in Thurlis, but he will love the ground, He's got a nice weight in his back and uh, he's a novice as well. Novices have a good record and it. it'd be a great story of Francis Casey, of course, uh, who trains locally uh, if he could win an, an Irish national as well very very good trainer Francis Casey and should we all remember his dad uh, the great Peter Casey when uh, when he had some great successes with Flemming Star back a few years ago uh,
1: Kevin one of the horses I'd, I'd ask you about there and you, you've touched on a few of them already but there was a massive gamble on Romweil Fred in the five minutes leading up to the start of the entry national I think Romweil Fred could have went off favourite and um, he's he's declared to run on, on, on Monday so we're assuming he came out of the race okay after his fall Rob James has taken seven pounds off his back I assume it's not you know it's not I assume it's the, the reason they're putting Rob James on his back is to take that seven pounds off and it. it's not that he doesn't see him as one of his first choices is he a horse you think you know Gordon had targeted properly at the entry National and maybe this is a recovery mission
0: well look that's it he did fall quite early on as well with Davy Russell I think he fell at uh did he fall at the Canal Turn or Fine Avenue? One of those first circuit, maybe. But Run Wild Fred was obviously went off favour behind Statler as well in the amateur chase at Cheltenham, the old four miler. Now, Statler is a very good horse. He brought graded farm into the race. He won a grade two before he won at Cheltenham. He won a grade two at Nace. He beat a, grade, a horse who just got beat for Oak Delane in a grade one by Master McShee uh, at Limerick over Christmas time. Run Wild Fred is a good winner to Tri Town. Now you'd have to worry obviously, been to Cheltenham. uh, That race wasn't run to suit. Remember, he had to make the running that day. There was only five horses in it. Now, four horses, I think, that were in the finish up. Now, Willie's horse is just... He's got more class, Dattler. But he has been to He has been to Cheltenham. And I fell early on. But, see, the weight went up £9 as well. And it's just to give him every chance taking the seven off as well. We saw Rob James, Christian Williams, utilising Rob's uh, £7 claim uh, in... uh, in there a couple of weeks ago at the Scottish National. And Eddie, we've only had, our Duke was the last horse to carry over 11 stone. He carried 11-4 back in 2017. And you have to go back a long time before that to see the last winner to carry over 11 stone. I think it was actually Comanche Court and Ruby uh, for his dad Ted back uh, 22 years ago in 2000. So you can see exactly it makes sense to claim the seven off. Uh, of Garden's rest of them like Jack rides uh, Jack Kennedy obviously rides uh, frontal assault there's a big day in him he's a quirky devil he, he's a lightweight in his back uh, he could have a chance I, he's a big price I just he has the ability but I wouldn't trust him if that makes sense so in a word Kev because
1: uh, I'm running short on time are we going Gallard de Manille for Willie?
0: Gallard de Maniel will be very hard to beat we'll go Max I'll tell you what there's a, an each way bet off you go for Charles Burns. He could be interesting. 25 to 1. There you go, Eddie.
1: That's brilliant. Kevin, thanks a million as always for taking my call. Pleasure, Ed. That is, of course, Kevin O'Reilly on Racing TV. That's all I've got time for today. I'm going to just give you your winner of our two tickets to the, uh, the Ferrios Grand National. is, of course, Marge Doyle. Thanks a million for Shannon for driving today's show. All our guests and the best of luck to all the local teams in action this weekend. That's it from Eddie Scully.
0: Scoreline on